Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to Peeling Back the Fourth Wall. So, uh, hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode. I think, uh, you know, it was, it was one we were really excited about doing. I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of opportunities there for Universal to, to make some moves and, uh, you know, really capitalize on some things that Disney is uh, somewhat struggling with at this point. And uh, in light of last week's episode, uh, go back, check out last week's episode. Uh, it, was, it was fantastic. Um at least we thought it was fantastic. Uh, we are going to be talking about the reverse. And uh, so Disney's plan to overwhelm Universal. Okay, uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we get into that, if you are a Disney or Universal Parks fan, please reach out to us. We are our official free travel agents. Um, you know, we are free. You heard it right. Uh, it doesn't cost you anything extra than what your typical trip would cost. Um, to use our services, we get commissions back from the provider. So, you know, Disney has... Uh, travel agent fees and Universal has travel agent fees, cruises, all this stuff. They have travel agent fees built in uh, to their pricing. And so, you know, that money either goes straight to their bottom line or it can come back to us. And, um, you know, if you guys are willing to have some free travel agent services, feel free to reach out. We actually don't have to do anything if you don't want us to. You can take care of booking everything yourself and just reach out to us and, uh, you know, we'll just take care of the actual booking process. Um, so yeah, you can do every bit of planning that you want, every little bit of planning that you want, uh, and we'll we'll just take care of uh, booking for you. So that being said, um, let's get back into today's episode. Our email and everything for travel agency will be in the details of the description of this uh, episode. Now, there was a guy on YouTube earlier today. He talked about you know percentage growth of parks and things like that when it comes to Disney and Universal. Um, you know, and and it was huge obviously when they got Harry Potter. When Universal got Harry Potter, um, they have had like a fifty percent increase in growth uh, since uh, when they first uh, announced that. And so it's been a fantastic growth period for Universal. They are quickly growing and catching up to Disney a little bit when it comes to average attendance per park. However, they're still not there. And this person on the YouTube uh, channel, we won't mention names or anything like that, but, uh, you know, he said that, you know, Disney needs to expand and they, you know, the, the, both of these parks need to address overcrowding and they need to expand their parks. And, and the thing is, you're sitting there doing a video about average guest attendance per park and you're talking about, you know, how Universal's catching up to Disney when it comes to average guests per park. Well, if you if you expand your park, you're you're still going to be limiting yourself from the overall guest count that comes through. And why would you expand when you're trying to fix overcrowding? Why would you expand instead just build another park, which is what Universal's doing? So as we know, Universal is building a third theme park right now in Florida. Uh, this is a huge undertaking for them, um, and and people are very excited. I am very excited for this. Um, you know, as of right now, we'll have Super Nintendo World. It's going to have a Donkey Kong, a Yoshi feature, uh, a Super Mario Kart feature. Uh, they're going to have a old school classic monsters land. They're going to have a How to Train Your Dragon, obviously Harry Potter, and that's going to be focused on the Ministry of Magic. And they've got some other, you know, uh, typical. Uh, you know, midway areas, things like that, uh, you know, in the center of the park. They do have a resort built into the park as well, which is the first time that we've seen that. So that's fantastic that you actually can leave actually directly from the hotel into the park. And at night, you can actually look at the park from your hotel. So that's really cool. It'll be interesting to see how that turns out for them. I've always been a big fan of that. I've said for years that somebody needs to do that. And uh, Universal is finally doing it. So very excited there. However, 
Disney has been the class of the theme park industry for years, okay? While their recent moves are pretty bad um, as far as, you know, taking certain things away, okay? We're talking Magic Bands for free. We're talking Magic Express. We're, like Taking those things away, yes, that's been pretty bad, and that's been very upsetting for people. Um, they're still the kingpin right now of the theme parks um, in Orlando and theme park industry. How do they stay that way, though? That's the question here. Because Universal, if you listen to our last podcast from last week, check it out if you haven't. There's a way. There are ways that Universal will be able to capitalize and catch up even further, and maybe even supplant Disney as the kingpin of theme parks when it comes to actual attendance. Um, you know, I don't know about revenue because there's different licensing and things like that. I know that Universal's paying more licensing and stuff, so attendance may not catch them up in the revenue mark from a theme park standpoint, but. They can really start catching up when it comes to attendance and what people prefer with their vacations, especially with all the new resort hotels that they are building. Okay, Disney's capitalizing on their IPs as much as possible and almost too much. Okay, They're sitting there trying to make attractions out of um, character meet and greets. And guys, character meet and greets are something that there's something that comes along with being a part of the park. It's, it's little bonuses. It's not an attraction. People don't go to Disney for the purpose of meeting the characters. If that's all Disney was, was go there to have character meet and greets, no one would go. No one would pay the money that they're paying to go down there just to meet a bunch of characters. That is not an attraction. That is not what people are looking for. So that is frustrating when Disney is trying to do that. They're creating, you know, Disney Genie Plus things for character meet and greets and stuff like that. They're making them into attractions, and that's not what this is about. The magic of seeing those characters in an unorganized fashion, making it look natural, that is what people love about Disney when it comes to the characters. So let's try and keep that in place, right? But they do have a lot of great IPs, and they should capitalize on them. This sheds some light on a roadmap they have to grow in the future based on certain timelines, okay? The following is basically a wish list for us, okay? It's a wish list for us that Disney would do. Um, in no way, shape, or form is any of this actually going to happen, Um you know, this is all speculation. It's something that we want to happen. Knowing Bob Chapek, the new CEO, none of this will happen because this will cost a lot of money to invest into the parks. And you have to do it the right way, which neither of those things um, Bob Chapek has been known for doing so far in his regime at Disney. Okay, so don't get me wrong. They definitely will be expanding i mean how do they not they're going to expand at some point they're going to try and catch up and and really supplant universal after universal's building epic universe they're going to have to like kick back at them right but i don't think we're going to see everything that we have on this list but hopefully some of it can come to fruition now bob chapek will never listen to this episode nor will anybody high up at disney but um hopefully you guys get to enjoy it Disney won't go back on the money-hungry moves that they've already made. Okay, Magic Express, Magic Band, those types of things that they've changed, the fast passes. They, they, they're not going to go back on that, all right? That's something that well, you've already done it. You've already made people really mad. You can't go back on that unless you change CEOs and the CEO decides overnight, hey, we're going to change this and we're going to blame it 100% on that person, which I don't think will happen either. But they can move forward to dive uh, to drive perceived value, okay? And that's exactly what Disney was built on. That's exactly what these things did. It created a higher perceived value, and it was a higher value, but it's all about what people perceive. It's not about what the real value is. It's what they perceive, okay? Even though these were actual figures-wise and money-wise better values for people, it doesn't really matter. Some people don't care. 
about free shuttle service to and from the airport if you stay at a resort. Some people don't care about getting a free magic band. Some people don't care about those things. So the perceived value for them was a little bit lower. So I get that, okay? But they can move forward and still try and target perceived value. Disney is in a bit of a slump right now when you look at growth and new attractions. Yes, they're building new attractions. Yes, they're expanding. Don't get me wrong. They're definitely doing that. However, they have not really expanded the parks in a little while now. And when they did, it wasn't really a massive expansion. Yeah, Pandora in, in Animal Kingdom was amazing, and that was a great addition to that park. There's not really much to expand there. Disney uh, Ma Magic Kingdom, there's not really much to expand there unless you go further back, and I don't know if you want to go that direction based on geography and based on the park layout. So I don't know if you really start expanding at these parks. Epcot, you can't. It's a full circle. I mean, you could add Spain or something over in the corner. There's a, a 150... There's a, there's a lot of square footage of land back there. They can still add another pavilion if they want to to Epcot, but that's only one pavilion. It's not a massive expansion, okay? And what they're going to need to do is do a massive expansion to really, boom, knock Universal off their pedestal after they're going to add Epic Universe, okay? T to match Epic Universe, they need an epic move of their own. And so Universal... Um, I believe is why Disney is going to bide its time right now. I don't think you're going to see a big expansion. I don't think you're going to see a new land, a new whatever. I don't think you're going to see it happen. Yes, you will see a couple new rides come here and there. You will see refurbishments and stuff like that. You will see rides get revamped. But I don't think you're going to see a huge, massive amount of land. Why is that? Disney's facing a few PR challenges right now, and it's hurting a bit in the revenue department. Now, is it really, really killing them? Is it hurting them enough to where they actually care? No, it's not. They can piss a ton of people off and they're still going to get the people coming that they want because they're at a very high price point. Essentially, Universal will take whoever and whoever wants to come. They'll pack in however many people they want and they'll have the price be an economically affordable price. Disney is not wanting that. Disney wants the premier guest because one, it makes the park atmosphere a little bit nicer. It makes it a little bit safer. People that are of a higher income, people that hold themselves, um, you know, to a different level of like professional standards out there in the economy and stuff. Those are the types of people that are going to be less likely to get in fights and things like that, um, and and less likely to trash up your park and those types of things. And that's just a typical psychological standpoint. You're going to see that trend, but. Because Disney is reaching that upper echelon of people, those people have the exposable income for the price point that they're at. Okay, With that, Disney is absolutely fine with pissing some people off because they can't get enough of those people at that high income level to come anyway. They don't need to worry about filling the parks. They just need to get to 70% capacity and they're going to be making more money than Universal would at full capacity. That's because they're a higher price. They're a higher tier commodity. And that's just how it works when it comes to anything in a luxury game. You look at buying a luxury vehicle, Toyota is not considered a luxury vehicle. You could sell five Toyota cars, but if you sell one Lamborghini, you've made more money than you did on the five Toyota cars. That's just how it works. And the same thing here when you're looking at it. So when Disney's facing this PR nightmare, yes, they're okay with going through this and they're going to deal with it. It's fine. It's fine right now as they're going to be holding back on capital spends anyway. They're going to, and I think they should invest in films. 
Do a Hercules live-action movie. Do an Atlantis live-action movie. Bring back those two iconic movies that people love. Also, I think you should do a Pocahontas live-action movie. Everybody would love to see that come back. Do it in the right way. Do it in the tasteful way. You don't want to end up like the Washington football team, the Washington commanders now, or what, generals, or whatever the heck they're called at this point. You don't want to worry about something like that coming down, but do something as a nice tribute to the culture. I think that would be really well-received right now. Hocus Pocus is coming back. You're doing a sequel of that. That's going to be fantastic. Do a Brave Little Toaster live action movie. That was a fantastic Disney movie that most people don't even know Disney did. Okay, you're doing The Rescuers Down Under as a live action. You're doing a lot of these things that are already in place. Do a couple of these other ones. Hercules and Atlantis, I think, being the main two that you add to what you've already announced, right? Save spending on the parks for, hopefully, a fifth park, okay? Ultimately, Epic Universe will open in 20. 25 okay now when epic universe opens in 2025 disney should press the issue of the simpsons before epic universe comes offer universal simpsons and have them rid themselves of marvel okay basically for universal they're going to be building this epic universe they've got all this money invested they're going to be spending a ton of money on this new park disney needs to come in at this point where they're spending all this money and say, hey, we want to let you keep The Simpsons. Because if we don't, you're going to keep Marvel. You're going to keep it because it does you no good to get rid of it later on. You're just going to keep raking in money off of our IPs that we're pushing out. Okay, So we want to get that back. But we know in order to do that, we need to leverage something now or you're going to keep Marvel continuously and not ever get rid of it. So we want to give you The Simpsons. Come in, offer them that, okay? That's also going to get them in a huge crunch financially right now because Universal is going to be, like I said, they're spending tons of money on Epic Universe. They don't have tons of money flowing around right now that they can just pay. So if you come to them and offer them to do this swap, Marvel for Simpsons, it's something Universal has to do. They have to figure out a way to do it. Even if you put a sum to it and make them pay you, they will figure out how to make this happen because they're not going to get the chance again and they know that, okay? So get The Simpsons without having to pay it back for Universal. Great. That's a big win for them. But for Disney, it's a much bigger win because they get Marvel. Okay. Now, if you listen to our previous episode, you'll hear about how we think there could be something with Marvel's biggest competitor and how Universal could really capitalize on that later on. But that probably will not happen. That's just what we think could happen. And they'll probably never get to that point. But that's off the topic here. Disney could then open a new park with their new Marvel IP that they've acquired to make it theirs on the East Coast and now have a fifth park. That's what we need. We don't need an expansion. We don't need a new land. We don't need any of that. We need a new park. Okay, Universal up the stage. They went all in. Now Disney needs to go all in and match them, and that's what would happen here. The park would be Heroes Kingdom. Okay? TM, because I'm trademarking that. No, I'm not really trademarking that. But if they use that name, I'll take credit all day on that. Make the entire park, well, majority of the park, okay, say 60%, 75%, whatever, about the MCU. And do a better job than you did of Avengers Campus over in California, where you can barely see some of the stunt shows. It's all kind of cheap and cheesy when it comes to the, the stunts and things like that. It doesn't really look all that impressive from the technology we have today you could do better so like what star wars fans wanted make this kingdom pretty much based on the mcu people didn't want a land of star wars they wanted an entire 
Hark of Star Wars. So now you can capitalize on that for MCU fans where you let down Star Wars fans. Okay, Not to mention, you could put a Star Wars attraction in this area and have it be something pretty unique as well because there's a lot of heroes when it comes to Star Wars. But have Atlantis, the Lost Empire, have a dark ride. Have a Hercules dark ride because, as we mentioned before, we think they should do live actions of those two films. Well, if they do that, now they can capitalize on this and they can have two dark rides based on those films that they have revitalized, okay? Which I think would be fantastic. Sign a long, um, or a sing-along. So do a sing-along show, okay? It, it doesn't have to be a sing-along, but a, a sing-along type of thing, it's a show. Basically, it's a theatrical concert that happens, and have it be Max from Goofy. And seriously, here's what I want you to do. Max Powerline concert from the Goofy movie. That The, the songs from Powerline are amazing. There, there's a couple of really great ones that they could have featured in this, and Max could be your host. As he's going through and doing some of these things, technical difficulties happen, funny things happen, he's swinging around in the theater just like he is in the Goofy movie. And then all of a sudden, Xenon, um, uh, the song that Protozoa from Xenon sang, okay, Zoom, zoom, zoom. That would be a great song. Put that in here. Milan. There was a, a boy band that did a song of Milan, like post credits song or whatever. Do that song. Inspector Gadget. You did something with like Boys to Men or not Boys to Men. I can't remember the name of it. It's all these boy band types of people. And then there's a great song from Treasure Planet. Put all those in there. All these things that you did that were hip, intense, cool songs that you created that got a huge following of their own that were based on these do that make this popular again with these and that will really revitalize some of those brands but it also will make the loving diehard disney fans love this new part because of the nostalgia that you have okay then during halloween time you have hocus pocus inserted in there and obviously that would be very simple you just have the sanderson sisters come in and like scare max and he leaves and then all of a sudden they put a spell on everybody and yeah whatever so so really cool concept to include that because i think people would love to see that happen Put an Inspector Gadget coaster in, okay? It would be really cool. I know Inspector Gadget, everybody didn't love it all that much, but I really loved it. I thought it was a great movie. I'm a huge fan of the Disney uh, Inspector Gadget movie that they did, the live-action film. But, um, you know, I know some people were against it, whatever, but it had a sequel, guys, so it didn't do all that bad. If Disney did a sequel for it, it can't be all that bad. So, essentially, I, I would love to see an Inspector Gadget coaster. If they might not do that. They could do anything else. There's tons of other things that they could do. But you need to put a coaster in, obviously. Um, that would be cool. And then I think you need to do a treasure, national treasure stunt show. Apparently it's it's rumored or confirmed or whatever that there's going to be another national treasure movie or a national treasure series on Disney+. Plus, and that would be fantastic if you could do a stunt show of national treasure. That would be epic. It would be just like, I keep saying epic. We're not talking about the Epic Universe, guys. We're talking about Heroes Kingdom. Anyway, um, the tre the National Treasure Stunt Show could be kind of like the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular or Stuntacular over in Hollywood Studios. Have it be the kind of the same feel and vibe, but not movie-based. Have it be purely based on the stunts and like you're actually in the movie. I think you could do something really, really cool there. Have an area that is Halloween Town from the movie Halloween Town. Okay? Um, you did three, four movies, I think, about Halloween Town. And have it be year-round theming. That's the one thing I think that Disney hasn't done because they want to try and stick to the classical and, you know, all the theme parks kind of do this where they don't really do a Halloween focused area. They don't do a scary focused area. I know that Universal kind of has dabbled in that a little bit with certain attractions, you know, Ghostbusters types of things, but people love it. 
People absolutely love it. They adore it. So I think you need to do a Halloween town area where literally you walk in. It looks like the set of the Halloween town movie um, that you did with the Cromwells um, and, and, and that, um, you know, those three films that you did. I think you did a fourth, but I don't count that one because it changed the lead uh, lead character. But um, if you did that, you have the ability to get those people that love Halloween all times of the year. And there's plenty of people that do. You're going to get a different type of audience to come to that park, which I think is something that they always need is to revitalize different audiences that like different things. So now you got Hocus Pocus theatrical show that happens in there. You've got a Christmas Carol overlay that can happen during the holidays with Jim Carrey coming in now while he's still available to do it and narrate some really cool things to, to go beyond the Christmas Carol movie because that's my favorite Christmas movie of all time is the Jim Carrey Christmas Carol that Disney did. Absolutely love it. So do something like that because I think we need more Christmas things that are kind of more natural there and they fit there. Even if you did a Christmas town or a Christmas area, maybe you do a little Christmas town and have it play off the Nightmare Before Christmas because they had a Halloween town, they had a Christmas town, they had an Easter town, they had all this stuff. Do a Christmas town and have Christmas Carol, uh, one Christmas Carol attraction there. Have it be really small, but have it just be little little things sitting there all by itself, just a little tiny thing. That's it. That's all we ask for. That'd be great. Now, MCU. Obviously, this is going to be massive, okay? Have an Iron Man tribute statue. I don't want a ride. I don't want an attraction. You don't have to do that. He passed away in the film. Spoiler alert if you guys haven't seen it. So he died. So because of that, let's do a tribute to him. Let's do a statue in honorance of him and have it have the um, have it have it the arc reactor around it that lights it up at night. It would be epic, right? I know we're not an epic universe, but we're talking about Heroes Kingdom. Have that there. That would be amazing, Okay. Now, um, that would be toward the front of the park. Have a quote from Nick Fury. It started with an idea because that's what he said when it talked about the Avengers Initiative. That would be fantastic, and that's so inspirational of a quote for children to come in and see that. It started with an idea, and all these kids can get all these ideas at these parks and make whatever they want out of their life become true, and that's fantastic, right? I love it. Do a Thor coaster. Do a Gamma Grub. I think this would be hilarious to have the Hulk in the kitchen on video screens, and you can actually see him like cooking and stuff in the back kitchen. So have it be like a 30 to 45 minute loop of him like doing stupid, funny things back there, there in the kitchen. You know, have him get mad because he burnt something or whatever. And and I think that would be hilarious for people to go in. I think they would love to see the theming in there um, and see him actually in a kitchen. You know, all cramped in there because he's so big. Um, and then do a Black Panther spiritual dark ride, seeking the kings of the past and their stories. I don't want to see, you know, uh, uh, an action type of thing. Like, no, let's go through something that's like the Nobby River journey and have it be something that's kind of spiritual because I loved the spiritual universe that you had whenever T'Challa went back to talk to the, the Pan Black Panthers of the past. That could be something really cool that we do is go into that lore a little bit. And then Captain America through the ages show, telling of a pre- uh, the the basically telling the story of him before he became the new Captain America. So talk about some of the adventures he had when he was first Captain America, and then when he was moved into the future. You know, give a little bit of that backstory, and then talk about some new things with the new Captain America stuff that's going on that you have with, uh, um, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Talk about those types of things because it's really in right now. Those things are really in. I think people would love to see that story, and it goes across the decades of time. And have a shawarma place. 
make sure you have a shawarma place. I can't wait to go to Disneyland because I want to try the shawarma over there um, at the shawarma cart. I have to try it because I have to feel like I'm an Avenger. So I've got to ha- I've got to do that when I go. But essentially, that's it. We're going to wrap it up. I know there's tons of more things we can go into. But to me, this would supplant Universal. This would sit Universal on its knees and be like, oh my gosh, what do we do now? And force them to maybe even open a fourth park to try and catch up again to Disney, which I think we all want to see. So let's see this competitiveness happen, right? I don't care who wins. I just want to see them both throw punches at each other because amazing entertainment for all of us. So that's it for us, guys. What did you think? Please let us know in the comments. Like, share, subscribe. We appreciate all the love out there. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys again next week with another exciting episode.